Stop buying bacon flavored things. Hey, welcome to episode 159 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm here with Paul. Hey. And Blake. Hey, Nick. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Good? Good. You hey, guys go. been playing stuff? I've been playing Cyberpunk. Oh, dear. Well, uh, I was playing. That's it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> kind of feel like that with Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've also not been playing a lot. I was playing, I played a bit more of Despot's game, but I've cool. been playing a lot more since. Uh, I played some Despot's game. Uh, we were just briefly talking about this before the podcast. $35 on Android to get the full version. $35 in New Zealand. <clears throat> yes. Um, that's a little little rich for my blood for an Android game. Yeah. I was enjoying it. Um, I tried the Brawl mode, which is their PvP yeah. version. Oh, you have that on the free run? Yeah. And, um, and after like four or five humiliating losses, uh, I did a, a victory run. Oh, nice. Um, and I realized... Now... It might just be me, but the the game balance seems a little yeah wonk. Uh, like, so I cultists really... seem busted. Cultists, cultists seem very 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 strong. Interesting, because I thought uh, gunners were very strong. Okay, yeah, that is interesting. Now, now I was I went with like a run where I had uh, cultists for for those who are not familiar with the game. Uh, their special ability is when you get three of them. Uh, and they, they have at least three different kinds of cultist weapon equipped. Yep. Um, they will summon these giant tentacle monsters. Hmm. And the some giant tentacle monsters have like 1,200 HP. It sort of depends on the level of the of the summoners. Yeah, they scale a lot with mutations and stuff. Yeah, so. that was the thing that, that really took them over the top, though, is like you can get a mutation that basically doubles their health. Yep. Um, and then I also got a mutation where they will summon skeletons from slain enemies ah uh, yep and though between those two things i had some tanks to keep my cultists alive initially mm. and i feel like i had a healer or something um but mostly it was the cultists just creating monsters and mowing down dudes yep that was very effective and i the reason i learned the strategy is because that was the thing that kept owning me in previous uh, oh, well <laughs> <laughs> So I ran into, I, I didn't even encounter that many cultist builds, I don't think, but I didn't play a lot of Brawl. I played a lot of the main campaign going into the King of the Hill thing. And there you can get a combination of gunners, uh, which with enough mutations just deal absurd damage. And their ability is that everyone gets increased attack speed. Ooh. Um, mm. So they will like blitz everything in the first two seconds of the fight. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then ideally you pair that up with uh, tricksters mm -hmm. who have a mutation that will grant a percentage of their evasion to your entire squad. Oh. And you so just have like very... this crazy DPS dodge thing yeah. going on. Um, and I played, I kept getting stuck at like a ra around rank 20 in the King of the Hill thing mm -hmm. for whatever like shard I'm on. Yeah. And I couldn't really get past that. But. That I was also losing two gunners, <laughs> mm, but it's a, it's a much longer. You get a lot more mutations in the right. main campaign, 
and a lot more resources to build up your squad. So it might be the cultists have a sweet spot there in the middle. Yeah, that certainly seems it seems like a, a, a rapid route to a good amount of power. Yeah. The scalability certainly would drop off at the end. Because you there's uh, there's a few mutations that bring up the summon power a lot. Mm. And then there's really not a lot else you can do with the cultists. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, I might play some more, but when it, then um, a friend of the podcast, uh, Carl, who used to work at Grinding Gear, yep, game designer, worked uh, on um, Dread Hunger, right? He works at the company. I don't know if he worked on that oh, specifically. I just assumed he did. He works at Digital Convention. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sent me a message asking if I'd played Marvel Snap. Oh yeah. Have you guys heard of Marvel Snap? Not no. at all. So Marvel Snap is a digital collectible card game, uh, Marvel-themed, okay, and designed by Ben Brode. Does that name ring a bell for either? No. Ben Brode is the original designer of Hearthstone. Really? Yeah. Wow. So he made a new card game, Marvel-themed, hmm. um, and what's really interesting about this game is it is, like, very streamlined. Hmm. So have you... I know Blake's played some Hearthstone. Mm. Have you played any Hearthstone, Paul? Uh, maybe like two games or something. I checked it out, but didn't wasn't yeah. my thing. You've played Magic, though, if I recall. Uh, yeah, somewhat. Um, yeah. my sister and her partner were real into it, yeah. so I would play with them, like, but play decks they'd built. Right. So I, I was real into the actual gameplay of it, but yeah, not so much on the trying on the deck building to, stuff. No. Yeah. Um, is that because it's like there's a lot to sort and shift sift through and there's a lot of slots available, and there's lots there's of permutations. Yeah, and there, there's a very big um, initial learning curve, I yes. guess. Mm. But whereas the actual gameplay of it's kind of fun. Yes. I was quite into the, like trying to figure out how this thing that I was given was Works. supposed to work together mm -hmm. and things like that. So Marvel Snap is really interesting. I, I have a feeling you might enjoy it. Um, it is, uh, your deck is 12 cards mm. total. Which, if you've played Hearthstone, Hearthstone is 30, yeah. Magic Gathering is 60, this yeah. is 12. Yeah. And uh, there are six turns total in the game. Okay. <laughs> that is pretty streamlined. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is, uh, gameplay takes place on sort of uh, uh, three lanes. So you've got three oh. sort of lanes to play your, your cards. Um, and each of the lanes can potentially have special properties. Hmm. Um, and the properties are revealed a turn at a time. So you have you see um, which properties are you see one lane's properties on turn one, and the next lane's properties on turn two, and the next mm. lane's properties on turn three. And the properties will uh, wildly shift how your cards behave when they're played there, or they'll change other lane behaviors, or mm. like there's just like lots and lots and lots of stuff they can do. Mm. Um, and it adds like this layer of randomness, which means that regardless of what deck you build with your limited cards, you you kind of go into every game. Still not having to uh, having to sort of plan around uh, unexpected circumstances. Yep. Pretty limited um, interactivity with your opponent. Mm. You can destroy their cards occasionally. There's some cards that do this, and, and, and there's like some other things that you can do. But it's a lot more about um, plan trying to bluff your opponent and trying to predict what your opponent will do. Mm. Yeah. So like, there's a mechanic. It's called Marvel Snap because. Uh, there's a mechanic called snap where yep. you tap at the top of your screen um, and it will double the like wager 
of the game, essentially. Okay. There's a ranking system, and the ranking system uses points, and it'll double the points you win or lose at the end of the game. Mm. And your opponent can double it as well. Mm -hmm. So a typical game, uh, you'll win or lose two points by the end of the game, but you can win or lose up to eight. Right. Mm. Um, and so if you're really confident, you can like snap. Yep. And if they're really confident, they can snap. Um, and so when it's really like a close game, you can end up with like eight points or two points. Um, mm. You can mm. also bail out for one point if you're like not feeling confident at all. Like, yeah. Um, so it's it's really clever in the ways that it uh, grants gameplay around the actual card game. Okay. But also the cards, that, so the card game itself is really fun. Yeah. Like surprisingly fun for a six turn, 12 <laughs> card deck card mm-hmm. game um uh, i fully recommend trying it out oh yeah free. what's the um like how how do the cards interact like do you have certain types that counter other types or is it more well attack higher attack wins oh that's a good question because i haven't really explained any of the gameplay have i <laughs> i was just curious yeah, yeah. Mm. Actual... so um uh, cards have a power and the uh, goal is to win two out of three locations uh with just have the most power at those locations by the end of the game okay um and there are cards that will boost the power of other cards or will reduce the power of other cards like your enemy's cards or uh can move cards from one lane to another um nice uh so there's like lots of different ways you can interact with your own cards and a little bit with your enemy's cards yep um, and it's really just about trying to figure out where they're going to place their cards to maximize their power and where you're going to place your cards to maximize your power so that you have more power spread across those two yep. two out of three locations. Um, it is shockingly engaging. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. a game, like a typical game is like five minutes as well. Wow. So that's like... Yeah, that's perfect. It's like real this does quick. sound like my kind of game. Hmm. It's real quick. It's very low commitment. Um, it's free to play. Uh, and... Uh, it's surprising the number of archetypes they've managed to like recreate from your your typical like CCGs yeah. in that streamlined space. Interesting. So like you've got your you know you're kind of if you played Magic the Gathering you've got your white weenies. Which is, yep. <laughs> you've got like lots of creatures and yeah. you, you buff them up. Totally an archetype you can do. Here. Oh wow. Um, what are they though? Like because if this is Marvel themed, yeah. Like what? lots of tiny Wolverines. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine is part of the discard uh, archetype. Uh, but oh, really? uh, yeah, there's, a, there's an, ar- an archetype where you, you, if you discard Wolverine out of your hand, he has played, huh? just kind okay. of, it ties into his, like, oh, wow. his yeah. super healing. And if he gets destroyed, he appears in a random location. Oh, wow. So like he can just never get destroyed. Um, <laughs> uh, no, the, the like white weenies version, you, uh, I use like squirrel girl. When you oh. play squirrel girl, she Oh places... man, this is real. Yeah, no, it's, deep it's, Marvel it's, it's, it's tons of, Holy heck. like really obscure Marvel yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was, like, I was classics. picturing like MCU only There's stuff. Hundreds like... of cards. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's pretty deep. It's yeah. surprisingly solid. Wow. Um, what's and... the, um, what's the art like? If it's. Oh, now the art is really interesting. Yeah. Um, it was something I was thinking about. So, uh, one of the problems with like, uh, trying to make a Marvel CCG is mm. there is really no consistency in the art, right? Because mm. there's, oh, yeah. there's a million different artists, mm. yeah, million different universes. There's, um, there's there's also that thing of well, I mean, yeah, everyone, every fan has an idea of like this is my Tony Stark, you know, and so many people because of MCU is like if he doesn't look like Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> he's not <laughs> Iron, he's not my <laughs> Iron Man, he's not the real right, Iron Man, right. you know. So, 
um, they've got a really clever solution to this, which is all all the art styles are valid. Oh, and that's uh, <laughs> just all over the place. It's regular, not just that. Not just that. Every ca- you've got your cards, yeah, uh, and all the cards have variants. Oh my um, god! And so, like, I've got, um, I've got a Jessica Jones, which is kind of like your, yeah, your, uh, like the standard comic book version. But then I've got like a pixel art Jessica Jones. Oh wow! Um, I've seen like, uh, like a a cartoon series, like the X Men cartoon series Nightcrawler. Oh shit! Um, like, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of. Uh, different, and those are, uh, it's like tons and tons and tons mm. of these variants. Um, and that's the, that's what they're selling essentially is right. the, the cosmetic variants of the cards. Yeah. That is are they entirely cosmetic and the, the variants. So it's, uh, again, this is why it's kind of an interesting strategy they've chosen. It is entirely cosmetic in that like the cards function exactly the same. Mm-hmm. However, the way the progression system works in this game, as you're playing with your deck, you're earning these things called boosters, um, which are granted on a per card basis. Um, so uh, let's say I play a game with Iron Man. I might get six Iron Man boosters. And um, at a threshold of five boosters, I can level up my Iron Man card. And the background, go- it goes from like a flat card to mm. a, like a 3D card. So oh. like the Iron Man on the front sticks out. And if I tilt my phone, I can sort of see that the background. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. cool. um, and if I get 10 boosters then uh, he animates a little bit. Like maybe his hand moves a little bit. And if I get uh, 20 or 30 boosters or whatever, the name becomes like shiny. And um, and you can keep upgrading these each card uh, like incrementally at the with, but with steeper and steeper costs, but it requires you to play. And there's like a secondary cost, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and all of this also earns points towards your collector level. And your collector level unlocks more cards. Hmm. So the way you unlock cards is by leveling up the cards you already have. But variants count as, de- as separate cards for advancement. Hmm. So if it gets like prohibitively oh. difficult to level up an existing card, yep. I can switch to a variant and play with that instead hmm. and have a, li- a slightly easier time leveling that up. Hmm. Yep. So that's where it's kind of clever in that they, they've sneakily snuck in some power in their cosmetics. Hmm. It's not true power. Like, it just it is just a, progression speed up. Yeah, really. exactly. But only if you realize you can use it like that. Otherwise, some, yeah. someone Which might I just did. be, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but you're a game designer. You you, yeah. you can pick out these things. I'm sure other people would be like just drilling down on the one card. They're like, I'm just going to level up this one card and yep. not think about, yep. Yep. realize um, the, the variant. As your collector level goes up, yep. do you unlock more powerful cards or is it just different cards? Um, it's sort of both just by virtue of the type of game it is. Yeah. So like, for example, um, uh, you've got like some vanilla cards, like a Hulk card is mm. like a, a six cost that has 12 power and it has no other stats. It's mm. just, that's all it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but a Magneto, I believe is like six cost and 12 power. And then it has like an effect and the effect can be positive or negative, but the effect is usually positive. Mm. So, um, yeah. uh, there's kind of an inherent like boost to power in that, like some of these archetypes are kind of better than the vanilla ones you start with. Yeah, which okay. is pretty typical of a CCG. You kind of yeah. want to get better cards as you're playing, or at least you want to see some clear upgrades. I was just wondering what the real uh, consequence of that right. being able to boost your collector level up yeah. was. Um, you which, st- it still doesn't sound too bad if it's like the same power for the same cost, but there's one upside. Yeah, it's it's not, not too, too bad. bad. The other part of this is you can't you have no control over what you unlock. Yeah. So um, I, that is both a positive and a negative and along that axis at least like, mm. 
I can't um, power my way through to the the best deck archetype I want because I'm there's no guarantee I'm going to get all the key cards I need. Mm. Um, you are just sort of granted. Though I, I think there's there is some um, some limitations or some guidance on on which cards you unlock, um, but it's not. There is still some randomness there. So mm. what I mean by that is, as I'm unlocking cards, I I started getting like. Um, cards that were kind of clearly signaled for a discard deck archetype. Yeah. Um, but I know that like the cards I was getting were not the same as the cards that Carl was getting. Mm. So mm. he he would probably also be getting discard deck archetype cards, but not necessarily the same ones. Right. Yeah. So um, it seems like the game is tuned to introduce archetypes over time. So you start off with kind of simple, uh, predictable okay. archetypes. Yeah. You can. You can mm. kind of understand as a new player, it's like, oh, I get this. This boosts my other dudes. That, that makes sense. Oh, this one is about destroying cards. Like, that makes sense. Um, rather than just like throwing all sorts of stuff at me. Mm. Which is probably good because yes. you can't really use any one of those things on their own. Exactly. Mm. Every, just like one card. <laughs> exactly. It's very cleverly done. So I think it, um, what it probably has is like there's a, a pool of cards that is unlocked based on your collector level. Mm. Um, but you're the pool is larger than the number of unlock slots. So yep. you're, you're always guaranteed to like miss out on some basically, mm. um, at least until later on or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite interesting and cleverly done, especially if, as a new player experience. Um, it means that you're not like overwhelmed. It means it's semi guided, but not mm. entirely guided. Uh, it means you can't like, like zip over to like the meta deck immediately. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that also has disadvantages in that I, I at least so far have not found a way to craft um, a deck I want. Is there any? Yeah, is there any type of craft anything? You can buy variants. I, I have to check. In fact, I could probably check now. Mm. Um, I, I think because um, like Hearthstone, right? You could, yeah. you could, you would dust your cards and yeah. you craft whatever you want. Yeah. I don't think it's quite the same. However, you can, I think you can use, I'm just going to double check this because I don't want to be wrong, but the, there's like a premium currency of gold, mm -hmm. which you also get for free through mm. like battle pass and stuff like that. But That's um, good. Um, and there's also like a paid battle pass. And, yeah. So there's like a, a few ways of monetizing for them. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the variants that you can buy are not limited to cards you have. Mm. Oh, maybe they are. Maybe they are, because I don't see any cards I don't have. Okay. So, to answer your question, I don't think you can force craft anything. Mm. At least not yet. Um, I also couldn't find a way to play with a specific player. Oh, right. Which is interesting, because hmm. I found... A, that like, is weird. Yeah. I found that I have an ID. Mm. Like, mm. It, it generates an ID for me. So, um, I suspect it's planned functionality. Yeah, but so far I couldn't do PvP against you, for example. Right. Yeah. How old is this game? Uh, maybe a week and a bit. Oh, oh shit. So yeah. it's it's, I mean, it's very new. Yeah. So they yeah. they could be easily a thing they they add at yes. some point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but really, like, if you like CCGs, and especially if you want to see like a stripped down version of a CCG mm. that is still really fun, definitely try it. It's yeah, really that good. does sound like me. Um, because also I like generally playing things more than planning. Yeah, uh, I'm willing to spend some time planning. But that's that's my my issue with be, magic as gotta well. Be, there's got to be some actual gameplay. Yeah, my my issue with most CCGs has been that like I don't like making new decks. Yeah, I, if I get you, a deck idea, I'll I'll build the deck, and if it sucks, it's like a, a real bad time. Yeah, or if it's great, then like it's 
is great. And I don't want to like experiment too much because it's just kind of a hassle to build a new deck. Mm. Um, this is 12 cards. It's so easy mm. to make a yeah. deck. Um, and so like I, I made like five archetypes real fast. Oh, and wow. like as mm. I get more cards, I just kind of swap them in. Um, so you, you are getting that because you like drafting. I, I do like drafting. Right. Yes. So you know draft mode. You are getting cards as you progress. Yes. Like, so you, that, that is kind of like a draft thing as you go, right? No. Cause you <laughs> said you're, you're, and you're swapping them in. So you're like building. I'm building the decks. Yeah. But, but, uh, but it's not like I get a choice of what I unlock. Like part of that. Oh, you just get I, it. You don't choose. Yeah. There's no like, here's, you know, three or four no. cards and you no, have no, to no. choose one or two of them. No, it's just like, here's the, here's your new card. Oh, okay. Um, which, uh, you know, has positives and negatives. Yeah. Again, like I, that's, I, I would say probably I, I, more I think negatives. That's a bit tough. Yeah. It like is, if it's it just is like, here's tough. what you get and this is what you get. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like these games, I didn't, wasn't Slay the Spire like this. You'd get a, you get a choice. You can choose. Yeah. 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 That, but uh, Slay the Spire is single player. Yeah. I know. This is, I'm still playing against other players. I know. Um, I can't remember if Hearthstone had that or not. Uh, or was it? No. Well, it depends on the mode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hearthstone had the drafting mode anyway. Um, Hearthstone sold you boosters, and you yeah. would get boosters, and you would just get whatever was in you the booster. You just get what was in them, yeah. So this doesn't have boosters. It just has, you get a card you just based on your collector card. level. Yeah. What um, about doubles? Do you get... I've yet to see any doubles. I think the variants are their solution for doubles. Yeah, okay. Um, although... Eventually, you're going to run out Yeah. variants. There are a lot of variants. <laughs> like, I think... There's still going to be a finite amount. Yeah. Uh, probably, but uh, it's not hard to add new art, right? The The yeah. tricky part for for a game is functionality. Um, Doing, like, the code stuff, making sure that it's, like, mm. A, balanced, and B, mm -hmm. not doesn't break mm -hmm. everything else. But, mm. like, you can do five different Iron Mans really quick. Yeah. Like, it's but just... But can you do 200? Yeah. <laughs> You know. you know, like you're, you're <laughs> going to run out of Iron Man. But the more the more cards you have, the more options you have to create variants. Right, so you're getting less chance to even hit a double the further through you get. Yeah, but I also suspect that they don't have doubles. I suspect that this is, like, I, I don't, I haven't seen any system in place that would indicate you get doubles. Mm. Um, mm. It's always an individual card, mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's always been a new card. You do get variants for free, sometimes through, mm. like, the um, season pass or whatever um that like the free side of that mm. uh and it's like a mystery variant in the same way that you get a mystery card so you don't really know what you're going to get yeah um so it's it literally does tell you this is not going to be a new card this is going to be new art for an old card mm. do you have you bought anything yet i haven't but i am tempted to get the like season pass yeah yeah um i'm looking at i've been looking at the monetization because i was like what is the what is the most effective way to spend in this game just out of mm. curiosity because they've got this premium currency and it seems like the most it's definitely not just buying the premium currency <laughs> it seems yeah. like that's a really bad way to go yeah. um 10 bucks worth of premium currency or so will get you uh like they've got this so they basically they've got gold which is the premium currency and then they've got credits which is their like upgrade currency which you have to spend alongside boosts or boosters okay so Boosters are on a per card basis. Credits are universal, and the credit cost goes up uh, based on the tier of like the card, etc. It's it's kind of it's it's the li main, main limiting factor for how much you can boost cards. Yeah, because if you wanted to just spam one deck over and over and over again, you could boost your cards like crazy, uh, but you're gonna run out of credits. 
Mm. Um, so if you wanted to buy more credits, you could spend gold. Um, but you'd be much better served spending that gold to buy daily quests, which give mm. you more credits. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You buy quests. You can buy, you can, you can buy quests. They, you get two quests every six or eight hours, I think. Yeah. Um, but you can just like reload two quests immediately for uh, 120 gold or something yeah. like that. And in all likelihood, you're going to get more credits from yeah. that than you would just mm. buying the credits. And what are the quests? They're like, Oh, it's going to be Wolverine stuff like... Wolverine twice? Sorry? Is it like use Wolverine twice or... Yes, uh, I don't know if they've ever had like a specific card, but it'll be like use a six cost card or, or win mm. a win an area with like less than 10 power or... Okay, yeah. Or snap, win, win a game and snap, like the game that you've snapped. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's really good. Having a good time. And some of the locations are, are truly crazy. Oh, yeah. Like you've got some... Some of the typical ones are like... Uh, adds a squirrel to every location or like uh yeah or uh, everything here has plus two power mm-hmm. or um gains everything here gains a power every turn but then i've had some really weird ones i had one that um uh destroyed the other two locations oh wow so it by that i mean it didn't destroy the effects it meant that we could only play cards on that location mm. and a location only has four slots mm. and uh, that means that like you have to really c- you've got six turns mm. and you can play l- quite a few cards in those six turns so you have to really consider what you're going to use there in your next because there's only four slots yeah yeah wow. it just changes the da- dynamic completely yeah yeah another really crazy one was uh ego which is like okay. a living planet yep and uh when that appeared it just played my cards automatically oh what and then it also played my <laughs> opponent's cards automatically what and that was the whole game it just played it, what? Played, it, it played our cards automatically wow, I and so that. i snapped and i was like great let's see what happens wow. yeah. <laughs> what i won that heck? game i've only oh. seen that one once i've only seen the location destroying one once wow. they've got they've clearly got rarities for the locations mm-hmm. that make it so that like you occasionally get like special wild games that completely throw off what you're expecting that's great which is great it yeah. is it i wonder is really if they're cool. gonna do that just as a mode to get like the auto battle version maybe um <laughs> it becomes an idle game and then yeah and then it's next perfect game <laughs> I, I don't know what the ai was for selecting cards because it did not play my cards optimally and, and it <laughs> that's what you want though right did not play my opponent's cards optimally wow. either. yeah uh but it was what a, what a fun little like surprise yeah. i wouldn't want it every time no I, I don't want the game to play for me all the time but <laughs> wow. like it was a real cool like ah, i get what they're doing here and that's nice yeah neat yeah it sounds crazy so yeah marvel snap try it out it's free mm. okay i'll try it yes yeah this, this has been sponsored by marvel snap yeah i actually <laughs> don't know who the developer is uh so well, who, did, who, did, who did you say the, the same was? That ben, ben brode the, and the, he created hearthstone he was the lead designer on hearthstone yeah and i i always thought hearthstone felt like a stripped down uh, yeah yeah um it, what's interesting hearthstone was like pen and paper polished like mm. they, they before they had coders and artists i think they were just prototyping the game with pen and paper yeah for a really long time and um you absolutely feel that this game was pen and paper prototyped uh, to death yeah, like yeah. Well, not to death but like in a, in a good way it was just yeah ton and ton and ton of tons of pen, pen mm. paper yeah uh, prototyping i mean it makes sense like that is a, it's a card game you can yes. make actual physical cards and play it. Yes, but a lot of digital card games, you at this point, you can't necessarily pen and paper prototype things because like they're too complicated. Well, no, because there's random effects. Oh right, right. Like yeah, um, and now at least at this point in Hearthstone's life cycle, there's like um, 
create a ran and play a random card or like yeah um it's i mean you could simulate that with a dice roll you could but not even then not really because it's like it, it could create a any card out of the thousand or so that are available oh you know and then yeah and then it just answers your hand that kind of random yeah 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 um and so you can't you can't pen and paper prototype those sorts of effects very easily mm, mm. um and there's also a lot of data tracking as yeah. well like if it's adds plus two to three random dudes out of six or whatever mm. you have to like oh yeah figure out how to yeah. randomly disperse that and then track that yeah know. so there's a lot of effects that are now difficult to pen and paper prototype mm. and there are some of those in this but you can tell this is being i mean isn't there that tested. in magic anyway like i've seen no. people play magic and they need like so many dice to keep track oh. of things and yeah sure, that's a thing. you know but yes yes but uh magic has traditionally tried very hard to limit the amount of data mm. you have to track on the game board i suppose being a primarily physical card game they have uh, they have it. to be able to do yeah. that they yeah um it's one of the things so uh Another friend of the podcast, Eric oh, Olson, yeah. making his own card game. He's made his own card game, um, and uh, my biggest uh, concern with that game because I played it mm. uh, is tracking your resources. Oh yeah, because it's based on the number of lands you've played, mm. and your opponent and yourself are playing lands basically on a grid mm. and creating a basically a board that you navigate. Um, but there's no way to tell what you've spent in a turn. And mm. there's no way to tell how much, it, no way to tell quickly how much you've got. Yeah. Because you have to kind of count what's on the board. Uh, yeah. Um, and then keep track of what you've started with and what you've spent in a given turn. Mm. Mm. So it's it's a tricky, it's not like super difficult, but it's it's you a, some a, kind it's of a layer that you don't. Or something. Sorry? You need some kind of little physical dial thing. Yeah, or something. Or something. There's just, mm. um, like Magic's solution to this was the tapping, right? Tapping yeah. of lands, um, which is re reasonably elegant mm. and digital yeah. card games don't have this issue at all yeah so because you can't um, click them anymore mm. exactly <laughs> yeah that is an interesting problem yeah yeah on um, and on if that was on pc it'd be much easier to track because yes it would it just, just happen automatically yeah yeah um magic had a set of a few years ago that seemed to start like veering into more data tracking oh yeah i'm trying to remember it was like an Egyptian themed set, if I recall, and they had like a special card hmm. that came in in your boosters that would just sort of sit on the board by the side and was used specifically to track data. Oh wow! And I don't really it was like runes or something. <laughs> um, and then they started introducing like this. They introduced this energy mechanic in a yeah. set that was like a whole separate resource. I just imagine an abacus. You just sitting there with somebody. <laughs> somebody just sets up an abacus. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, you have to hire a guy at the yeah. table. <laughs> you need an account next year. Uh, so, hey, yeah, that's... How much money do I have? <laughs> uh, that, that's what I was playing. Uh, I played, like I said, I played some Despot's game. Hmm. Um, but we kind of covered that. Blake? Yep. How's Cyberpunk? Um, dude, I'm I'm having a blast really? with Cyberpunk. I'm enjoying it so much. Um, when, when, like, when we last talked about it, I had... Uh, I I hadn't fully gone like I I think I mentioned I was going into the the swords and using a katana uh, instead of guns. Yeah. Um. And so I've I was only starting down that track, and now I've gone fully all the way down that track. I've put so many points into uh, reflexes, which like boosts 
your your speed uh-huh. and like your your like damage with blades and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and my maneuverability is insane. Like it's <laughs> it's out of control. And I've got a implant that gives me double jump as well. Ooh. So I'm just I'm flying from rooftop to rooftop. Uh-huh. I can also slow down time as well. So when mm. I when I fight people, I just slow down time and then sprint around hitting everyone. And I have a um I have an ability where when I do damage to someone with a blade, I get a boost to my speed. And nice. so every time and it stacks up. So like every you can time just I cut hit your way someone, through the battlefield. I, yeah, I just like blast through and then by the time the the time uh like like the the slowdown time yeah. goes back to normal, all the people just fall to the ground. That's cool. And That's it's it's really so cool. much fun. All right, I kind of like I'm see actually that. <laughs> like I'm going around the map like when I first played, I ended up um, avoiding a lot of the side missions because I, I found them repetitive and they they basically are because you just go in there and kill everyone yeah. like that's that's mm. pretty much it on pretty much all of them like yeah. some of them you're supposed to go in there and like steal something but really you just go in there and like kill everyone and then take the thing yeah. like that's that's kind of it yeah um and I started avoiding those because like I said I was playing uh, the sneaky build that was like just not fun yeah at all but now i'm going out of, i'm like looking on the map being like where are the nearest like ones around me because i've just i just feel like a murder machine that <laughs> yeah. just cannot be stopped um and what's interesting too is like i uh i I'm, i i think that is kind of having some effect on the main plot okay uh because i did a i did a mission yeah and i was i was at this point, I was like fully, I had all my double jump and slow down speeds and I had all this. And I did a mission yeah. that uh, originally was really tough because of um, my uh, my sneaking around and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and so now I'm running into missions that are so much more easier. And I, I remember doing them in the past being like, oh, God, this is going to be a, a tough mission. And now I just blast through them. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did, a, I did a mission where... Um, I just defaulted to just killing everyone because it's fun. Uh-huh. And then afterwards, one of the main characters were like, "Did you have to kill everyone?" And I was like, uh, "I was like, well, they they left, I was like, they, they left me no choice." And they're like, "I don't know." I, she's like, I, "I just need some time alone to think about things." And I'm like, Whoops. and I walked away from there being like, "Oh my god, am I am I a monster?" I mean, yes. And then of the course, what you've described is the activities of a monster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because uh, in that particular mission, I actually could have just done other options. Like I had dialogue <laughs> options to not kill a person, and I chose to kill them. Yeah, that'll have an effect. Sure. Yeah, and so <laughs> I walk away from that being like, "Am I? Am I the bad and, guy?" And you here? are the bad guy. You know? Yeah. And then of course I open up my map and look for the nearest like side mission. Well, I just here everyone. I go killing again. <laughs> yeah, going to killing. <laughs> Uh, but it's so much fun. It's great. I'm yeah. loving it. Good. Yeah. So I actually um reinstalled Cyberpunk oh, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And haven't had like a good go at it yet. But I don't know. I, I'm st- I got like a PTSD about all the bugs from the first playthrough mm. because I got to the like start of the game mm. and that first um mission you're doing with Jackie yep. to get the girl. Yep. Um and mm-hmm. it's like go outside. You're carrying the body, you yep. take it outside. And then it's like, stand in the doorway. And you're like, well, where is the actual yeah. doorway, though? The pointer thing's here, and yeah. the doorway's back there. <laughs> I had, And I, I end up standing yeah. there, and I go through the thing. And then, like, that whole bit happens. The people fly off. And then 
the mission pops up and says, go back inside um, with Jackie. Or mm. something. You go through the door and then the like cupboards explode. Oh my God. What? <laughs> Which just immediately took me back to the first time I played it with this exact same thing happened. Wow. And there's like just, just weird bug at the start of the game where the cupboards explode. I don't know if I've seen that, but I have seen uh, piles of garbage bags explode. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll walk by and nudge one of them because everything's like physics. And I think it just activates <laughs> this entire pile of physics yeah. that just go flying into yeah. the air. So yeah. my guess yeah. is that those cupboards are meant to explode when the helicopter lands. Oh, right. Uh, but because I wasn't in the doorway, the event didn't uh, trigger until yeah. I go back in, which I think is what I did last time as well. Oh, my God. And it's by all means a small bug. Like It, do- it doesn't matter mm. at all. But, but it reminds well, you it, of... It reminded me immediately of it. And I played it... Like I actually beat the game in the first... Uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks after it came out. Oh, wow, really? So I played through with all the like broken cutscenes. Oh, my God, man. I, I straight up, uh, I gave up on it when I first played it. I persevered, and it may have just killed the game for me. Eh? <laughs> Maybe. I'm definitely having, like, I'm remembering all the bugs, but I'm also being like, oh, my God, this is so much better now. Like, I remember yeah. uh, the floating <laughs> cigarettes in this cutscene that, like, were distracting me or, like, or like Johnny Silverhand, like coming and sitting down next to me, but he's actually not sitting on a chair. He's just, just, he's just like squatting squat. in the air. Like. <laughs> and I was like, man, none of this is happening. This is so great. Oh man, the worst one was near the end of the story. There was a cutscene where like it was like you or someone else. It was like meant to be a sex scene. Oh and yeah. Like half the character model was there. And the other half just wasn't. The animations were now which half? Because that really changes the sexy. <laughs> just bits. Okay. Just, oh boy. Just, just bits of a model. Uh, all, the, all the parts you want, though, or uh... <laughs> no? It was like literally like, just like oh, you know, like the elbow is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. One step away from T posing. <laughs> and yeah, it, is that like, how it you was do just it? gliding back and forth. <laughs> I mean, I it might it. be if you're missing, like, half your body. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. You don't know my life. <laughs> um, I have. I still have seen the odd random bug, though. Yeah. Um, like, I, I have had moments where it's, like, you know, an intense conversation. Yeah. And directly in front of me is, you know, a character talking to me, and it's fine. And behind them, it's fine. Everything looks good. I'm like, man, this is great. And then I turn over. I, I look slightly... Like to the right, <laughs> and there's like two NPCs just clipping through each other and like spazzing out. And I'm like, I turn my head back and be like, just I'll just ignore that. <laughs> so, Blind is on. I mean, that game came out what two years ago now? Yeah. I got it. How are they still doing? St- they're about to do like DLC, right? Yes. Well, here's the thing. I think it was like two years of like bug fixes because these yeah. bugs were like. Yeah. Major, yeah, and yeah. especially on console, like they had yeah. to take it off. Uh, yeah, I remember. It was, yeah, yeah original, it was so bad. but there was only original PS4. Yeah, it was fine on Pro. Well, fine enough. <laughs> yeah, fine enough. I mean, people. You could still... technically play it. You, yeah, you, you could. You could press play and like roll the dice if it didn't crash. Like that was uh, on PS4 Pro. Uh, Stacy play was playing on PS4 Pro, and it yeah. was like she she had frame drops and stuff. Okay, but that was playable. It was the original ps4 that it didn't mm. really didn't work yeah. on it was, probably wasn't developed on because i don't know how you get they should have just i mean they should have just not supported it they should have just waited a couple of years like yeah actually they, yes. they, they delayed and it and it could have come out with playstation 5 it could have been could have a been launch title or something yeah launch title um yeah the, they delayed it a lot mm. and i don't know it's 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 such a 
it's so typical as well at this point in in game development where uh a game that is not ready mm. is released to the detriment of the product in the company yeah mm. um and this was not the case you know 20 years ago mm. like, ever since online patching yeah day one patches uh, yeah yeah but even I don't, even that i don't know if we can necessarily excuse it because there's a lot of games that are launched and then go unsupported you know mm. yeah that's true so it's just i don't it, it might just be a symptom of game complexity that has grown over time mm. and so uh player expectations are much greater for the quality and depth of the game which obviously means there's um a lot more work involved which means a lot more bugs and there's a lot more time involved in getting a game like that stable mm. and polished um and uh that has just not been factored into scope yeah. or budget for a lot of these games people have so much better tools now though i know like what people were doing working on before when you just like it's true went and got a disc yeah <laughs> it would have been like <laughs> just text editors yeah people just working with ones <laughs> and zeros and uh hard coding stuff into a cartridge oh, shit if you're talking like um the like real world games like they were all just assembly right like yeah I I wonder <laughs> if um the lack of limitations has been a problem. I th like I the, uh, yeah, maybe I'm sure I'm going to anger a lot of programmers at this point, but um I feel like optimization has become less and less emphasized, and uh you, I feel like if you're optimizing your code, you're you are required to go over that code. You're more likely to find those bugs, um, and it's more likely to become mm. stable the more optimized something is, and with a lot more power in hardware, yeah. and a lot more room for storage, optimization becomes less and less and less important. Mm. Um, and so you end up with just kind of worse, less stable code that is rushed out the door because of budget and time constraints as well. Yeah, yeah I feel like I feel like it's probably more budget and time constraints. But then We're Cyberpunk pushing... was, was, was like... In, in development for so long. Well, Cyberpunk, but I, I bet it just wasn't the focus for a real long time. Yeah, for a large yeah, part of the that's team. true. That's they would have just been working on Witcher, right? They like, were they were on a skeleton crew for ages, and yeah. then when they actually switched, uh, they basically completely redesigned the entire game. Yeah, and yeah. basically start from which is what you do. Like if you had a, something just sitting there for like a few years, mm. by the time you go to touch it again, you but, do. But then it's like it. people were actively working on it at yeah. that time. Like it was. It was a thing where there was there was a whole you know a whole development team working on it and they had this idea for it and they like were going through, uh you know development with it with you know the the actual creator of Cyberpunk, and like everything seemed to be ticking along fine mm. and I and the thought would be that once uh, Witcher wraps up more people get put onto that but then when Witcher did wrap wrap up, uh, um the like creative the, a new creative lead came in. And completely mm. kind of like redesigned oh, the whole thing. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and so it was like it was on track for what they thought they were going to do, and then suddenly, when everybody came in to work on it, it was it was like a U, almost like a U turn. And, yeah, because yeah. it was okay. originally going to be third person, and it was being developed as third person up until like just a few years before it came out. <laughs> you know, mm. interesting. And there's a thing where I remember talking to um, David. Uh, who was a on the podcast? He's been on the podcast. You've not met him because <laughs> away. Uh, I'm not allowed to be in the Fam same room. Famous, famously, never in the in the same room together. Yeah. Um, 
But he started playing it again as well, and he kept noticing that there were places that, because uh, Cyberpunk, you're supposed to to get this like kind of claustrophobic Blade Runner feel. Um, there, there are these these small spaces that feel very claustrophobic, for, but for the most part, it's very wide open. Mm. And I reckon that's probably because though a lot of the game was developed for third, third person. person, yeah. Mm. Like there are just like massive like highways, especially like I mean you can play in third person on the road anyway, but mm. still like a lot of a lot of streets are just like really huge, and there's like not really that much traffic and not really that much like pedestrians. Mm. Let me ask you: uh, Has Cyberpunk changed the way you perceive CD Projekt Red? Like. It's, there's there's going to be another Witcher game. It it, it has. I, I still I haven't lost. Uh, I haven't lost like complete faith in them. Yeah. Though. Like. Well, you would, know, the, would you be pre-ordering Witcher Four or whatever? Uh probably not. No, but I wouldn't. But I stopped pre-ordering yeah. after No Man's Sky. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. I guess uh, my for, you know for Blake, my question too. is more <laughs> for Blake. My question, I guess, is more: Would you get early access version of Witcher Four? <laughs> I mean, probably not. Definitely, not. I just don't well, believe you. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely lie. would not get. You wouldn't get early. Access I would not get 4. early access of Witcher Four. So quite often, but I when, would get it day one. <laughs> <laughs> um, quite often when early access things do drop, there are already some reviews and stuff that will give yeah. you a rough idea. Mm, which yeah. I think is the most important thing is that you buy something after you've heard from mm. a few people that it's like not broken, but. Cyberpunk, I believe, uh, this is this is one of the issues with reviews in general. Um, and I've I say this because I worked as a reviewer. Mm. You are given a buggy game, usually weeks if not months ahead of time, um, to play through it and uh, formulate your review so that you can have it out before or on launch day. Yeah. Mm. Um, you are aware that it's like uh, an unfinished product. And so you uh, take the bugs with a grain of salt, basically. You you kind of have to work under the pretense that those bugs are going to be gone in the final product. Yeah. Quite often they do mention, though, that it's particularly buggy or something. Or is that just, uh, there are some that are I, more I think broken. There's a, there's a spectrum, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and like you've got your, oh, this is, uh, there's some clipping here or this, this, Clearly, this cutscene isn't finished or whatever. Mm. Um, and then you've got like uh, elephants launch you in the sky, uh, yeah, Skyrim style. Um, it's not a feature. Depends on on how you play the game. Mm. Um, but the uh, so so Cyberpunk came out, and I think it was getting really good scores. And people would talk about the bugs, but like it wasn't the focus yeah. because mm. the assumption was those bugs would be fixed. Yeah, um, well, which, I I do think uh, a huge amount of that. Um, criticism of cyberpunk was around the console though like there, like there was certainly bugs in in the game on pc mm-hmm. but um the console experience was a completely different thing like there mm-hmm. you know there was just like crashes and like things just didn't work like yeah that was like a legit nightmare but again if you're a reviewer you have to assume that those things will be fixed by launch like if you're getting that mm. a month before release that means that the disc was probably pressed two months before release yeah yeah uh, or whatever you know so you have to at least this was the case back in my mm. day. but i mean if you <laughs> loaded if you were a reviewer and you just load up 
you load up the game and it takes like three attempts for you to even start the thing. Yep. I've look I've I've played games that were crap like I I remember there was like a uh, I don't think it was Burnout, it was like Need for Speed or some Yeah. And like I literally there were several issues just trying to get the game working. Oh, okay. Um and it it could be due to a number it it could have been the software itself it could have been mm. the, that i was using a debug console that was incompatible with the software yeah, yeah. Um, and but i did eventually get it working but it took multiple attempts yeah. and then with crashes etc and i had to assume like oh this is just yeah i the, i get the software yeah, and the hardware yeah. i i do get it but i've also heard, i've also seen reviews um where the reviewer has said you know maybe they'll fix these bugs but yeah. it's only like you know Two weeks till yep. launch or something. Mm. I think it's changed a little bit now that everything is digital. Mm. Like when I was in, in the heyday of my reviewing, discs were sent out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you had a special debug console to play these things. Mm. And um, like, yeah, there was just a lot of hoops to jump through. Yep. And so the delays between like the the software, they on their end and getting to you was mm. fairly large. And, you know, so it, you would yeah. You would assume there were months of development you were yeah. not seeing yet, yeah. but I think it's different now. Mm. Um, but I suspect at least the the old guard of of reviewers still have to assume uh, these things will be fixed. Yeah, I mean, I think I think every reviewer would assume because they if they they're getting stuff before it's done, so they'll assume that yeah they're still working on it. Yeah. It's not done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I and so yeah, I I get it if they're not focusing on the bugs. Yeah, but then you know it's that thing of like. Once it's released, a regular player who might have interest in it might want to wait two weeks to yep. see, you know, mm. how it actually is. Yeah. What's yep. really interesting about this is that I'd sort of assumed that games were released more broken now, but it kind of sounds like games have been being reviewed while broken for a real long time. And that... Yes. <laughs> I mean, they, they, that's true, but... Um... They weren't being released when they were broken. Mm. They were only being reviewed when they were broken. Yeah, but that's such a big gamble, right? Like, the only, the only yes. difference is that now there's well, more that's... players get to see how broken it was. Uh, yeah, and they're paying for the broken thing. Well, I, I guess the, the the difference, I guess, is um, uh, publishers are now happy to release a broken product. Mm. This was not the case well, uh, 10, 15 years ago. Like, when did Skyrim came out in twenty eleven, and it was, I mean, Elder Scrolls games have always been kind of buggy and notoriously yeah. so. Mm. But I think Cyberpunk kind of set a new standard for a launched game. Absolutely. Um, that was just not functional. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but it's not the only one. Like, Battlefield, mm. uh, Call of Duty, like, all of these games nowadays, these big AAA yeah. mm. flagship well, titles from major publishers, yeah. it's in part because of the uh, release cycle, they want to do one mm. every single year or every couple of years. Um, and I think it's in part because of the complexity of just game development. Or whatever but the also reason people is. are still paying for these games. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They, like, these companies can't get away with that if people aren't buying them. Yeah. But, so to a certain extent, like we're just <laughs> funding people making broken games. <laughs> but I think there is, there is uh, something to be said for the reviewer side of that, which is they don't talk about the big problems still because they're they work under the mm. assumption that they will be fixed yeah and the thing is you have to i don't know that nowadays you should though and i say because, that well it might like a review that comes out that talks about all these bugs yeah uh 
that may deter someone from actually buying the game. Yep. And that developer has actually fixed all the bugs by the time it comes out. Here's the question. So th- I think this is there's two parts to this, though. And this is something I've been thinking about for a little while. Um, game reviewers are <laughs> are not as tech savvy as, as they should be. Yeah. Um, okay. Some of them are. Yeah. But by and large, game reviewers are game fans that can write or, or make a video. Yeah. And okay. um, uh, they don't have a good understanding of necessarily the development pipeline of a game. Mm. They don't have a good understanding of how long it can take to fix a bug. Mm. Or like <laughs> yeah. what, what, um, how long it could take to fix a lot of bugs mm. or yeah. what kind of bugs are, uh, easy to fix or hard to fix, uh, you know? Um, and so they kind of will take almost everything with a grain of salt yeah. and, yeah. uh, uh, naively accept the publisher's word mm. that these will be fixed or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, on top of that, uh, Old school reviewers are probably still treat bugs the same way of, of like, yeah, these things will be fixed. But but the reality is if something is digitally delivered, you are getting the most up-to-date build, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to send you an old – Yeah, they'll send you the most stable build they have, right? Yeah. They're not going to yeah, send yeah. you the, 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 the worst build. So if you're seeing tons of bugs and it's crashing and it's unstable and it's two weeks from release, that's notable. Mm. And um, if, you, if you know about game development pipelines – you you know, two weeks is not necessarily no. enough yeah. to get all of that stuff fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's stuff like we when I when I mentioned that I'd, I'd watched reviews where people had said, um, oh you know there's a, there's a, there's a lot of bugs, uh, but you know they've still got like two weeks to polish it, and I I'm thinking like that's not going to happen. Right. Like, mm, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But if you don't know better, you yeah. you just you might just see it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I I'm of two minds like. Yes, bugs can be fixed, mm. but bugs shouldn't be. Bugs should be fixed ideally before the game is mm. launched. Yeah, and I guess there is also the thing of like, what is a acceptable level of bugs to launch with? Yeah, you know, if, I mean, ideally none, but it's like that's not really realistic. Game, I think the 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 line is: does it stop you from regressing? Yeah. Um, does it does it negatively impact? Does it crash? Yeah. Then it shouldn't ship. Does it? Does it? soft lock or hard lock then mm. it shouldn't ship um if it, I, think, if, I think if it's something wacky like some cigarettes are floating or whatever then you know whatever i those mean things yeah that can be fixed. so yeah, this yeah. must be like this do have to go through cert right i don't know what that process is at this point i, I, I only know what it's like for us and only through talking to people mm. but yeah they do check things they check that like you can buy things and stuff yeah like so someone there I think th- there's probably a uh, <laughs> this is the uh, uh, cynic in me, mm. but if a, if if uh, let's say uh, a console manufacturer believes this game is going to sell like hotcakes, regardless of how broken it is, yeah, they will wave it through. I mean, they were right well, still, with Cyberpunk, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it was still them that pulled it, right? It was Sony themselves that were like, well, this how is long not- in?" And like, mm. don't remember. Uh, you know, only because, I mean, the fact that they, that it made it that far, mm. right? Like, that's, why... that's where I'm confused. Exactly. It's like the, the, that game probably had to pass cert. Here's my, uh, uh, my theory is, I think there were promises being made. Mm. Like, we'll get it fixed real fast. We know these are all problems. We'll get these. Day one fixed. patch coming. Don't, exactly. don't worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the realities hit. Mm. and sony's putting pressure on them and <laughs> i mean the problem is at that point 
all Sony could do would be to block this patch going yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all, as all soon as it's do... passed and being sold. Yeah. They can, they can only pull it down or, or, or stop the streamline potential the... fix patch. Yeah. If it's mm. not good enough. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, it um it did come back like I'm I'm quite sure I remember seeing in the news at some point that uh, it was back on the store and fixed and playable now. Okay. So they did fix it, but it definitely took a lot longer. Man, those those old PS4s are so old. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It, that's why I'm thinking <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy, crazy that it was yeah. supported. Yeah, they should have just been um pro only. Like we we don't. I don't, don't know if you can lower. do pro only, but if, I'm guessing it would have been fine to just do PS5 only. Yeah, absolutely, just PS5 only. Because PS5 came out when before did... Cyberpunk launched. Did it? When did Cyberpunk came out? <laughs> I, like two five. years ago. Were, it was um, real close. I'm pretty sure I played it on PS5, the PS4 version. Oh, wow. Okay. And Stacey was playing on yeah. PS4 Pro. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting, too, because like, I thought... Um, CD Projekt being like self-published wouldn't have pressure from like they were, publishers. They, I believe they're a publicly traded company in Poland, mm, okay. so they would have pressure from the board and shareholders. Yeah, um, they would. Someone uh, up at those senior levels is going. We have spent so much time and money on this. Mm. It makes no financial sense to keep doing this when mm. we know we can just turn a profit on this right now. Yeah. Um, which uh, may have been the right decision financially, but was probably the wrong decision for the company's reputation. Mm, short-term gains. Yep. 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 Uh, the other, of course, that's the other thing. Like, if, if you have a quarterly report to report, uh, and if you're a publicly traded company, that's very important. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you hit those deadlines. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got to get those stock bonuses. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Modern gaming is weird, huh? Yep. Um, yeah. Let me ask you, we're, we're pretty yeah. much out of time, but I've got a question for both of you, which is, what game are you most looking forward to next? I don't have one. You don't have one at all? I don't have anything on the horizon that I want to play. Okay. I was trying to find one the other day. and For me, it's definitely uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Wait, what's that? Zelda. Oh, Tears. right. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, it's funny, I didn't even know. I was just, I just been calling it like <laughs> Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, time. The, it was only announced. The name was only announced uh, like what the day after the Queen died, and um, was oh not, tears of yeah <laughs> was not announced in the UK. <laughs> so good, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's some extreme marketing that uh, yeah. Nintendo did there. Like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine if um if like Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers had come out. After nine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Even though it didn't, it was still... It was a bit iffy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People were still like, oh, that name. Yeah. Um, I think I'm looking forward to the next uh, Elder Scrolls. The one that's like still five years away? Oh, yep. The one that no one knows anything about? No one, the one no one knows what? anything about. But I'm also... also about Starfield? Uh, yeah, but at <laughs> least convincing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yes, but yeah. I'm not like I'm not like sitting there going, oh man, I can't like counting the days. That game just does not look good to me. I I I I think it's the shooting. Yeah, I think 
I don't care about shooting in Bethesda. I just, games. I, I think I need to see more of yeah. it. Like, I don't know. Um, like, I, I watched like that trailer. I just don't know what you're doing. Like, it just looks, it to me, it looks like a um, better looking No Man's Sky. What's that? Yeah, Fallout in space. Yeah, Fallout in space. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, talking about like, uh, like, like, um, you know, bugs affecting your uh, excitement yeah. of of, a, of a games. Like Bethesda, to me, is is the same kind of feeling of like yeah. i think fallout 4 was such a mess and also uh the what was the um 76 76 was yeah. even worse hearing about I all that play that there <laughs> i definitely didn't play that like i i just liked watching videos about all the problems with it yeah um yeah. and so that has definitely uh like uh there have tempered been f- my expectations yeah you know? there have been a few developers that have been like large developers with very good reputations that have been on a downward trend Mm. Uh, recently, and yeah, it's, it's certainly worrisome. Blizzard, Blizzard was one of the ones I was definitely thinking of. Yeah, CD Projekt Red. Yeah, I think I think three, that, I see, I think CD Projekt Red is uh, they have, look, getting some getting it getting it back. Well, we'll see. You we'll know, see. I mean, they they just uh, released some numbers for Cyberpunk, and they've been having like a million Two, a million daily fourteen. <laughs> what? <laughs> they released some numbers. Oh yeah. Some good numbers. People that watch the show on Netflix are actually played the game. Yeah, it's all because of that show on Netflix, <laughs> really. So that just that just means other companies looking around who are like in a got some bad PRs. Like, oh man, that's it. We need a Netflix make a show. show. <laughs> we just make an anime, yeah. and then we're good. I mean, it works for Riot as well. <laughs> yeah, that was fun as well. Yeah, like I'm I'm excited for Riot's MMO uh, of <laughs> knowing like only only watching uh, that um, that Netflix show, the Mario movie coming out. Oh yeah, yeah! Finally, finally, Mario will be popular. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I'm bummed that he's not. Um, I don't know. My Mario is always um, <laughs> Chris Martinet. Who? The the voice of Mario? No, no, oh. no, 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 no. My my Mario is always Bob the... Hoskins. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely, hundred uh-huh. percent. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all we got time for. Thank you, guys. As always, uh, if you've got questions, email frenziequestions@gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Facebook or all our many different things, YouTube, yep, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, uh, thank you for those who have commented on our background music edition, which Blake sneakily snuck in. Yep, which I've got feedback saying we don't like it, so I'm yep. going to take it so out. It was the background music edition. Yeah. Well, you know, the last two episodes had uh, lo-fi, chill background music. Oh, really? I was I was experimenting with it because like I'd, I'd I'd been it had been suggested to me by some people at work. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was I was always experimenting with it, and then I was kind of on the fence about it because I didn't know if I liked it or not. Um, and then uh, Rob, Rob Roden. Wolf. And uh, he said he hates it, so I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> it's rid gone. Of it. It's gone. So if you if we're quiet now, you'll actually just hear silence. You won't hear any. You might hear some rain in the background. It will sound like someone is peeing outside my front door. <laughs> but it, actually, it's someone peeing right next to Blake. Yeah, yeah. it's all in right. fact Blake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I drink a lot of water. <laughs> Blake peeing right next to Blake. <laughs> all right, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Bye. Bacon isn't meant to be smoky.
that's the other thing. Like, you know, bacon doesn't isn't inherently smoky. It's cured. Yeah. But it's, it's salty and like Yeah. Yeah, but so much of but what I, people, you know. You're probably right. It was probably liquid yeah. smoke, but like I mean, it, it tasted like the same type of bacon that uh, is in like um all those other weird products, like candy bacon. Yeah, you can go you can go to stores oh, and you go to the stores no, no, no. and you get like you know, uh, bacon candy canes. Like I've wow. had one once, and I, it and it tastes terrible. But yes. this beer tasted exactly right. like that. Stop buying bacon flavored things. You are just in, in, incentivizing the industry. One of my friends once bought a bacon air freshener. No, Blake. No, <laughs> the bacon air freshener is just what it smells like when I don't shower for three days. Oh, 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 oh my god! <clears throat> I thought bacon smelled delicious. You sell that? Something's wrong here. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of. Uh, have you heard of all the stuff about like the 4090s? Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't heard the, of all the stuff. I don't know. The cables just yeah. burning. What? Melting, really? Melting the yeah. cables. Oh, my God. Because have uh, you seen how big that is? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're like twice as big as a normal graphics card. Well, I saw a picture of them like sitting next to the current gen consoles and they oh look so it's bigger than the Xbox Series S or whatever. What are we doing? Silly. What are like, we doing, man? This, at, at some point, I think, I feel like Nvidia should have just gone, uh, Let's let's wait a little bit. Yeah, to get the form factor down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, we don't need to do a, like a biannual release. Yeah. Like it's not. Well, uh, anyway. well, like they should just uh, they should just accept defeat and like have it as a separate thing yeah. outside <laughs> yeah. outside your computer, like some sort of console. Yeah, like a console. <laughs> and it's but you have to have the cables that go all into like the the computer still. You just have external this. graphics card is actually not a.